What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 68 of the Fud Pod. Yeah. Sup, dudes? Sup, man? What's yeah. happening? Chilling. <clears throat> Killing. Trying to survive this hot ass day in the South. Dude. Just sweltering, Just sweltering. Yeah, man, it's summertime. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, I know, but it's just... Balk was telling me the story of him being cutting... a little bitch. <laughs> Balk was telling me the story of him cutting grass here today, dude. It's like, I, I feel for you, brother. I almost want to hire a lawn service, but I'm just not going to pay out that kind of money. I just won't do it. Yeah, just cut your grass, man. You got to get up early, dude. Your yard's not that big. It shouldn't it's, take that long. It's not that big. It really doesn't take that long. You got to get up at like 7 it. in the morning. It's the backyard. Right? It's the backyard. Yeah, the front yard, I don't mind doing. It's the backyard. It's just a uh, couple little nooks you got to get in and around. Just do it early. Yeah. That's the only thing is I don't really wake up early on Saturday. Do you I mean, like, what, what time do you get up? Uh, today, I didn't get out of bed till about like 10, 1030. Well, I stayed up till 2 a.m. last night playing Apex. Oh, shit. You what back is, on the sticks? What no, is What I is just, Apex? Apex Legends. It's a first-person shooter. First-person shooter, like Call of Duty kind of play, but it's futuristic and not realism war. I did see that, uh, speaking of video games, at the end of next month, I think, they're coming out with the Cowabunga Collection. So every Ninja Turtles game ever released, including the arcade ones, are going to be available to download on in one thing for like PlayStation and shit. Yes. You uh you going to go invest in one of those arcade controllers? No, I'm just going to use the regular PlayStation controller. <laughs> Danny, are you going to go get an arcade controller? Well, that would require me actually having a game system. Well, I didn't know if you were going to try to you and Fez were going to have like a weekend I just no all my games. HDMI ports are burned out. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Thank you, Storms. Multiple Storms for blowing out the HDMI ports in the TV. What about the RCA? That's burned out, too, because the the Nintendo was plugged into that. Yeah, literally. Everything. Everything. Everything on the back side. Yeah, everything on the back. Anything (laughs) that was plugged into there, like, that got fried. It's all fried. Yeah, like, we had the Storm, and it just fried that whole wall. How were you still playing? Were you still playing the Super Nintendo? So, or? go ahead. Well, he still had an HDMI port that was still alive. And there was then, one that was alive, so I got the splitter. Yeah. And then that last port just decided, nah, I'm done. Oh, so now the Super Nintendo's still playable. Just yeah, not, still playable. Just not in use right now. Yeah. Okay. Like, we were, I think we were, I can't remember exactly what we were trying to do. Like, we were going to play, I think we were going to play a video game. We and him were just sitting here chilling and like, hey, let's let's do this. So he was going to hook it up, and he had you were gonna play flipped, some flipped, Tecmo Bowl. I don't remember. I think I was playing a game or, or, and, and switched to to like a football game or yeah, something. something. And when he when I switched, it just but the game was over. I was going to play yeah. Call of Duty with like Balkan Sean or something. Yeah, I don't remember. It was one of those where I had to switch over and all of a sudden just crapped out. So it was just done. And the cable box won't work either, so that's why we have to use like the Xfinity app, which with the Xfinity app it doesn't really matter to have why you have a fucking box in the first place. So yeah, right. 
So, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, we had a storm that just decided to just destroy everything on that wall. I knew that you had something that was still alive over there. I didn't know what it was. I, I didn't know that it. I didn't know it finally crapped out as well. I can't remember. Like it killed. Like it killed everything. And I remember like Fez was at work or something, and I was home, and I had just come home, and I ended up having to take like the the box back to like to um, Xfinity and switch all that stuff out. I remember you weren't here either. I wasn't here or you weren't here when it when it the uh, storm hit it. I was here. Oh, you. So you were the one that was here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like bad. It was a bad lightning storm we had like a couple years ago. Yeah. So I don't know, but you know it happens. Stuff like that happens. But so let's talk about your boy, man. Which one? Aaron Judge. Forty-two bombs, man. I'm telling you, man, he's gonna be the MVP. But I said that last year too when I said that dude from Toronto was gonna win the MVP, but. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Hey, man. I still think he could win it. Yeah. Again. Back-to-back. How cool would that be? Who was the last back-to-back MVP? I don't know. Barry or something? Barry or A-Rod. Yeah. Let's get belt check on that. Last We're back-to-back gonna... MLB MVP. I don't I mean, look for. NFL, it was... Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you, know it would be great. And after him showing up dressed like Con Air, <laughs> go ahead and mark him down for three in a row. What if Tony Karp wins the MVP? Wait, wait, wait. So you think he's going to get the third MVP because he showed up like Con Air? Dude, like what? Hold on, I don't like what are you? What are you insinuating by him showing up in Con Air? Because are you saying you're a fan of Nick Cage now? No, not a fan of Nick Cage. (laughs) I I kind of feel like that's where you're going. But (laughs) dude, just look cool, man. He showed up last year with like some weird. uh, I think it was like it looked like the NBA Jam, like loading screen, like where they have the the players or whatever and like their stats. But I think it was like I don't remember what it was, like who was on it. And then he had like the big pit viper shades on. MVP. I still like the year he wore the I also wouldn't have known it was from Con Air if they wouldn't have put the picture side by side. So all I saw was like him with like a wife beater and jeans and his you know, he's got the hair grown out. Right. And he's just like walking and slow. I was like, look at this dude. It's like a pair of black sunglasses or something. I don't know if he had sunglasses or not. And I then th- they then they put the side by side with Nick Cage and I'm like, Well I already said he looked cool. Uh but this is gross. <laughs> I still like I still like the when we were watching the McAfee show and he wore the the whole freaking Canadian tuxedo dude yeah, for the the draft spectacular yeah. or whatever dude straight up wore nothing but denim man that's what you got to do up there in the uh, the Great White North or whatever they call it so I was wa- I was reading a thing today uh, actually yesterday of how much every owner is worth in the NFL mm-hmm. and so it has. The list of every single one of them, mm-hmm. and last on the list is Green Bay, and it has. They don't have an owner. Exactly, I've, I I had forgotten about that. Oh, that they didn't have an owner. That basically everybody who lives in the city of Green Bay actually owns the team. So what's funny is like, you can buy stocks, quote unquote stocks, but you don't get a return on your investment. You're basically just here's three hundred dollars, Green Bay. 
I thought, like, I read something that the, if you're born in the city of Green Bay, you actually get a stock when you're born. Maybe, but it's not worth anything. All right. I'll give you all give you like, a chance to guess at it. Played for Detroit. Oh, oh Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> what, 10 seconds for both of us? Okay, he's the last, well, yeah, Triple Crown. You triple, just said that. Yeah, yeah, just said that the other day. Yeah. And, hey, he's going to be our third guy in our list. It was uh, 2012, 2013. Miggy's going to be, as long as Miggy, I mean, he doesn't I mean, he literally could hit, like, 200 for the rest of the season and the next season and still finish with a career average of over 300. I think he's still got time left on his contract, but what if he just, like, hits under the Mendoza line for the rest of his career. Would it drop him below three? If Depending on how low it is and how long he plays. Like if he's batting like Joey Gallo, 160. Well, how many years does he have left? I want to say two. Can you bring up Miggy on Spotrack? Miguel if, Cabrera. If, I'm yeah, just going to copy and paste it. I was about to say if he typed in Miggy, it wasn't, I don't know if it'd come up, but... Miggy Cab, dude. <laughs> Put in Miggy Cab Spotrack. <laughs> Miggy Cab what? Spotrack, S-P-O-T-R-E-C. I don't know how that's actually supposed to be pronounced. That's how I just say it in my head when I read it, so Spotrack it is. And what information do you want on him? How much time is left on his contract? I want to say like two years, but... He signed a signed an eight-year contract. Right. Uh, he's got until 2024. Okay, so yeah, yeah two, two a year years. and a half. I don't know if he, like, uh, he's under contract for, does it have like a little green oh, box sorry, where it says? Sorry, sorry, uh, green box versus aside, 2024 is UFA. Oh, okay, so okay, he has uh, 2025 is, would be his last year. Sorry. Wait, let me, no, let me flip that around. Let me see that. If it's UFA in 2024, he's a free agent in 2024. It, it goes down 2024, 2025, and then 2024 UFA. Oh, does he have like an opt out or something? I guess he, he must. So or like club option, player option. Probably by the time like by the time that kicks in, he'll be what like forty, forty one, something. I think he's like thirty eight. What's it say next to it? it doesn't have his age. Uh, thirty nine. That's how old he is now. I mean, that's that's probably right. He's yeah. a designated hitter. He's thirty nine. Yeah. So from Venezuela, he'll be forty-one when the contract ends. Even I mean, he's batting. He's he's a career three eleven hitter. I mean, Pujols so, is forty-two. Yeah, I think Pujols has been a little bit more productive than what Mickey has in terms of home runs. Mickey's only got three this year. This year, yeah, but I mean, and Mickey's playing every day, whereas Pujols is not. All right. So, but the the point I'm saying is is that. He would. I mean, I think he's batting 280 this year. So, I mean, even with him batting 280, it'd only drop him down. He's a career 311 hitter. That might drop him down to maybe 310. Might it might keep him at 311. But like, even for the next two seasons, if he was a bat under 200, it's not going to drop his career batting average under 300. Speaking of 311, you know who's batting 311 right now? Who? Matt Carpenter oh. with 15 bombs. Tony Carp. Yeah. Well, hey, he's Carp. He's probably been across the league as a not everyday player, the best pickup any team has made this year. Oh, agreed. 
Agree. I mean, I, I can't I can't say that he isn't. I mean, he, the, the guy he's made it as an impact. You know, he's batting over three hundred. Like the day he came in, he's like hit by pitch, walk, bomb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, so he definitely he definitely has made the impact that everybody nobody or nobody expected him to make. But yeah, he came in. He didn't have he didn't have any of that elbow guard or shin guard or nothing. No. No batting gloves. Old school. No man. tape on the bat. No tape on the bat. He might have had some tape on the Straight bat. Straight old school on it, dude. But then they're like, what was he out there just like grabbing some dirt, spitting the other hand? Pretty much. Okay. Old school guy, man. He just like the kid, the dude in uh, rookie of the year, where he's like grinding the bat, and you see the sawdust coming out. That's what he's doing. <laughs> And then just bombs, dude. Just float it. <laughs> yeah, you could float it a carp if you want. It's probably leaving the stadium. Probably. Maybe not the stadium, but just leaving the park. So when when just floated to Gallo. So when Rosenbagger threw that pitch, would you say that that was an Ephus pitch, or is that just a straight lob? It's an Ephus. The angle that thing. What'd you say? You say throw it to Gallo? Yeah. Yeah, he floated to Gallo. Yeah, he. Strike out on that too. So they actually brought something up. So the Braves are actually still in on Gallo. Well, send us that bag of chips or whatever. <laughs> send the Yankees the bag of chips, and he's yours, man. Oh yeah, but like Xerox so, machine, so Kyle Corver style. So they're still they're still in on Gallo, and like somebody was putting a comparison. They're like his numbers, like Travis or almost a Travis or no, but Adam Duvall, mm-hmm. like. His numbers are not much better than Gallo's. I mean, like... And Gallo's better defensively. Yeah, Gold Glover. Yeah. So, like, him coming in, it was kind of like, all right, the dude's only going to bat, like, 220, but he's going to hit bombs. He's going to strike out a lot, but he's probably going to give you, like, 30, 40, 30 to 40 bombs or something. Right. And he's just nowhere near any of that. I, like I don't know if it's just the market's too big for him because like that's always like something they talk about. And, oh, you know New York, so hard to play in New York. Which, I mean, it showed up for some guys. Like those pinstripes were a little too heavy, and I guess that's you know it's just weighing down on him or something. I don't know. You know, I always thought that was BS until I watched the movie Sixty One about Roger Maris mm-hmm. and how playing in New York on how much. That that weight actually does add to your play to your playing, mm-hmm. and I always thought it was just an excuse. You know, it's like uh, the market in New York is too heavy; you couldn't handle it. And I'm like, come on, dude, you're playing baseball. You're, you, it, there's no difference between playing in New York and playing in Texas. But then you watch all this stuff, and there is, yeah. and it's the obviously the media and mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. in that city make it difficult. I, so to play. I think, like, even for me, like. I'm a little more realistic than a lot of like a lot of Yankee fans. I think I don't think I'm as like as quick to like just jump on somebody. Right. But for, through the '90s, a lot of the, you know the people my age, I guess, a little younger, a little older, through the '90s, just watching them championship, 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 championship. You know, lost a couple or whatever. Sure, but I mean. That builds up expectations for your fans. And then just the history of the Yankees in general. There's just 
so much history of baseball like almost involves the Yankees. Right. Right. I don't know if a lot of it does. I mean, honestly, the turnaround of baseball from the dead ball era to what it's become now is because of, you know, them acquiring Babe Ruth. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of baseball historians that believe that Boston would have never made him a hitter. They'd have kept him as a pitcher. And, you know, who knows what would have happened with baseball if Babe Ruth stays a pitcher. Now, you're talking about a guy, you know, at the time, I mean, Babe was probably as, I can't, I won't necessarily say he was as good a pitcher as he was a hitter, but he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, so the Gallo thing, like, he had a, a post-game interview the other day, and he was like, you know, every time I see a, a Yankees hat or a Yankees jersey, like, it's going to make me remember of, you know, when I failed when I was there. So, like, he's already speaking of it in, like, a past tense. Right. So, like, he knows he's... Well, he's got to know he's like on the. I would assume he's on the way out. So here's my thing. You know, the Yankees need to under either figure out. It's like we're not going to get anything a whole lot for him. I don't think they're expecting to get much for him. But do you? But really, they're not going to DFA him. But like, I, well, here's my thing though. Do you really want? I mean, his defense alone. Do you really want to get rid of him? Well, here's the thing, man. They went and got Benintendi. Boom! Yeah. Finally got a left fielder, an actual left fielder. Yeah. Hicks slides back to center. Right. And Aaron Judge back to right field, which he just robbed a dude of a home run last night in right, right field. Right. I mean, dude came up as a right fielder, slid to center so they could move some pieces around right. and keep Joey in right field because he just takes some bad paths in left. He just didn't look good in left. Well, see, that's the thing is that if he goes to Atlanta, that's where he'll be. He'll be in left because Acuna is a right fielder. Harris is in center. They don't have anybody for left. So if they went for Gallo, Gallo would be playing left unless they move Ronald over to over to left and he plays right. Braves were also in on Ian Happ. Uh, David Peralta got traded. Where'd he go? Um, I kind of thought Tampa. That, I kind of thought he might end up in New York. Tampa traded for him. So that was another guy the Braves were tied to is David Peralta, but um, I was kind of glad they didn't go after him because the dude is absolutely terrible against left-handed pitching. So, um, uh, I prefer uh, if the Braves are going to go after anybody. I prefer he's a lefty bat, right? Yeah, I prefer Ian Happ. Ian Happ's a switch hitter. He doesn't have the numbers this year that he has been having, but he's a switch hitter. Hits good against righties. Outfielder can play actually a bunch of different positions. So, and then right now they said that JD Martinez trade is imminent. To where? Probably New York. Mets. I assume. I think so. So the Met, the Mets are going to try and, and you know buy their World Championship this year you know so like I look I look at the team and it's kind of funny to me everybody talks about how the Yankees are the best team that money could buy and I look at the Yankees you have more homegrown talent on your team than what the Mets do on their starting nine the Mets I only see I think there's like maybe two players three players on their starting nine that are homegrown talent. Everybody else, I think, has come from other teams. Yankees, yep, most of y'all's guys are homegrown. Not all of them, but yeah, most of them. Aaron Judge and... Well, all right, so Hicks. Yeah, he came from Minnesota. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was homegrown. Okay, so Judge, Connor Falefa? Came from Texas. Okay. Actually, came from Minnesota via Texas. Okay. Glaber? 
Chicago Cubs trade for Chapman. Damn. Well, wait a minute, but all right, so he was but he was he a minor, minor leaguer. leaguer. All right, so that counts. We didn't draft him. That's why I don't count him. I the way but, I like when someone says homegrown, you drafted him, you brought him up through your ranks. Okay, so I that's, I actually, that's how yeah. I interpret it. So what I understand that, but I always look at that. All right, so in that case, I look at it. All right, if he was not traded directly to the majors, he had to still come up through the minor league system to come up. I think he came up like the next season or something. Well. I still don't look at your team. I still don't look at your team the same way that I used to look at the. Yankees. But I mean, like Benintendi, obviously, yeah, you know, just traded. Stanton, obviously, yeah. Uh, Tony Carp, yeah, Bringer Rain, Bringer Rain, Anthony Rizzo, yeah. All right, you're right. Okay, DJ Lemayhew, Higashioka. I think he's. I think he was drafted, but he's backup catcher to Trevino, who came from Texas. Y'all's pitching staff, I think. So everybody in your pitching staff is home is homegrown except for um, uh, what's his name, right? Cole and Tyone. Where'd Tyone come from? Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Abreu. What? Albert Abreu. Yeah, they they draft. I think they drafted him, brought him up, or he might have been like an international signing, not a. Okay. So the Braves. Let's see. Center fielder is homegrown. Right fielder is homegrown. Third base is homegrown. Dansby wasn't drafted by Atlanta, but they traded for him in his rookie season. I mean, his first, like his first year drafted, mm-hmm. they got him. So he didn't play at all for. No, he was drafted. He was drafted, and then a few months later, traded to Atlanta, okay. and then he worked his way up to the minors. So Dansby, Ozzy, so it's five. Uh, now Olson is not obviously, but if Freeman would have been there, he also came through. And Travis Darno is the catcher. They got him from Tampa. Tampa, I think. yeah. So like six out of their nine are homegrown players. And then their starting rotation: Freed was drafted by San Diego, but never pitched. He was mm-hmm. like in low A when they traded for him. So Freed, um, Charlie Morton was a homegrown player, even though he was traded away and he came back. But Charlie Morton was originally drafted by Atlanta. Um, Old Chucky baseball. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Kyle Wright is a homegrown player. They drafted him. What about Strider? Strider. They drafted him. I mean, he's he's looking good. They're saying he could run rookie of the year, dude. What about Domingo? Did he come up through Yankees farm? I think so. Let's see, because it shows him as being a Yankees player only. Well, it's only going to show, is, I mean, whatever, yep. when, yep. They, when they come up. Like, what? So, well, me and him are talking about homegrown. We're talking about drafted by the same team that they play for in the majors. And I look at it a little differently. I look at it. I, I agree with that concept, but I also look at it as that if they were traded for and they went to the minors and then worked their way up through the minor league system, I still look at it as homegrown talent because you didn't. They didn't come straight to your team. It's not like trading for a big name star and then sticking them in a position on your team. Okay. It's a little weird. It's a concept. It's a little different concept. Most people wouldn't look at it like that. I feel like if you go to the minors and then still work your way up, it counts the same. I don't. I, like, I don't know if there's like a general consensus on that. Like, if it's like if more people see it the way you do or the way I do. Right. So but, being that you played for the same farm team, so like it'd be you go to the majors for. So like if you're on Yankees farm team so, and then played for the Yankees, yeah, then you'd be so like, grown. 
the way I'm looking at it, the way I see it is like you drafted or signed this guy from overseas, whatever. He goes up through your farm system and then comes up to your team. The way Danny's saying it is like he could have been in the minors on some other team, but you brought him over, like you traded for him, or he's part of a trade for the minors. Right. He's in now. He's in your minors and works his way up. He sees that also as homegrown. Okay. Yeah, because like I still, still to me played. it's like you got to from the bottom. No, and I get. I mean, well, so let me ask you this. So, does, so what happens if you trade for the guy like in Dansby's case? Mm. Dansby came from Vanderbilt, so I don't even think he went to rookie ball. So he was drafted by Vander out of Vanderbilt when Arizona drafted him, and they stuck him in single A. Mm-hmm. So, but like I don't even know if he even he didn't even play a single uh, game so for them. In single I would a. say you have to be in rookie ball because obviously you're going to draft or sign guys who. Like Jack Leiter, he went straight to like double A. He looks right. like he stinks, but right. So some guys are, oh, he's he's you know your first round pick. If it's someone coming out of college, probably isn't going to rookie ball. Hey, do what the fucking Braves did one year. They drafted a reliever from North Carolina State, and brought they draft this dude mm-hmm. and bring him like he didn't even go to the minors. They drafted him and brought him straight to the majors. Isn't that what like A Rod did or something? I don't know if A Rod. A Rod was out of high school though. Who was? Didn't somebody like get drafted and just went straight to the league? Like, besides like a a I dude think, like a dude. Yeah, it was, dude. Uh, Bryce Harper. Mm. Bryce Harper was drafted by Washington, and they brought him like straight to the majors. Hey, speaking of draft picks, and like this year, a lot of former players. Sons were drafted. Right. How about the one guy following right in his dad's footsteps? Who? Drew Jones. Oh, injured? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. He's got a surgery. What, a shoulder surgery? Mm-hmm. Career I mean, derailed by injuries. Well, I mean... I'm not saying it's actually going to be derailed, but that is what happened to... What what did what did uh what kind of shoulder surgery is it is it like labrum? I'm not exactly sure what it is. So was it... I mean, I'm just thinking... It was like while he was taking BP. Oh, so he got hurt taking... While BP while he was still in high school? Or no. Like his first BP session with the Diamondbacks. Oh, wow. Wait, were you, saying, were you saying to go from high school or to go from, like, university? Who? Aaron? No. Like, well, in general. Like, were you saying, like, didn't y'all say what was the last player to go from? No, no, Either, no. Like, drafted and go straight to the pros, no minor leagues. But I'm saying, like, from college or high school? Either one. Okay. I think it was... Bryce like, Harper probably would be the last the one. The last one that I see... This, I'm looking on here. It shows uh, Mike Leake to go from uh, Air, the, who, Arizona. Who's the pitcher? Uh, I'm guessing so. It says Mike Leake, RHP. Yeah. 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 That was Cincinnati? That was 2009. Uh, Bryce Harper didn't play. I don't I don't think Bryce. Check Bryce Harper. I'm pretty sure he didn't play in the minors. I'm pretty sure they drafted him because he was playing semi, what, was it semi-pro ball. Yeah, did, did he do independent league yeah, or something? Yeah, Bryce Harper played like independent league baseball or something because he got his GED. He yeah. he got his G, his dad the, his parents took him out of high school. He got his GED and then they put him in like independent baseball. I don't. I mean, there there obviously was a bunch of guys like that way back in the day, but oh, yeah. I don't know if minor leagues were really a thing that far. Like, when did the minor leagues really start becoming? What they are now. The like, like 1920s or 30s. Oh, really? Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals. That's why they always have the best farm system. They created the son of a bitch. 
Oh, so A-Rod did play in the, in the minors. Oh, did he? Yeah. What about Bryce Harper? Strasburg, who's another one? I don't know if he played in the minors. Would you consider, like, like Bryce Harper going and playing in independent league and then it's not actually somebody's farm system, but would you consider that playing in the minors then? I would put that almost like either that or college. Same thing. I mean, you're still playing professional baseball, but I, I mean, because some of those people in the independent baseball league either were college players at one time or even professional players at one time in, in the majors. Yeah, so he he was he played some minor league. Bryce, oh, yeah. oh, did he? So, but he was fast track because it was like he played there, and then the next year he was in the majors. So, well, I think he was drafted what 17, 18, something like that. I mean, I think he was in the majors, but at the age of nineteen. So, I was looking at all right. So Madison Bumgarner started for the Diamondbacks last night against the Braves. Mm-hmm. He got lit up, and that was another guy the Braves Good. were looking at for as a trade, and the Braves lit him up. Was he bitching about anything after the game? Probably, but. Oh, just an old school guy. Shut the fuck up, dude. Dude, did you realize that he's only thirty-two years old? Bumgarner? Yeah. No. He's been playing in. He's been playing in the major league since he was nineteen. He's, check check his birth certificate, dude. I'm tell, like I was just as shocked when I looked at it, and it's he's played for like thirteen years or something like that, and he's only like thirty-two years old. And I'm like, there's no way that dude is thirty-two. He's gonna be older, and it's he's been playing since he was nineteen. Hey. Check the birth certificate. There ain't no way. Hey, it's like Albert Pujols all over again, man. A lot of guys. A lot of guys from from like the Dominican and shit. Check the birth certificate. Pujols is like 50. It's 42, man. Uh, he's got to like, be old. I think uh, Alfonso Soriano had a, like, a whole thing like that. He did. I'm surprised they haven't did that with... Uh, with um, Acuna yet, but he's from Venezuela, so I guess he gets a pass. But how do all these guys out of Venezuela get on? Like, what what system do they have down there? To it's called Major League Scouts. That's it. Yeah, but I mean, like they, play, they play high school baseball. So okay, that's but, but they like also have they also have winter league. So they play like unlike here, the South America in South America and like the Caribbean stuff like that. They play baseball year round because they can because of the weather. Right. So, unless it's, like, during the rainy season or something. But um, that's why these these international players from the Dominican and from Cuba and from, you know, South America, that's why they're so advanced at such a young age is because they from the, time, from the time they start playing baseball at, like, four or five years old until the time they're done with high school, right. they're playing all year, dude. And, unfortunately, for the hitters – that's a good thing. For the pitchers, it's not. Yeah. Because you're talking, I mean, these guys Working are. Working that arm, dude. Dude, logging innings, dude. I mean, that's way too much stress to be putting on a pitcher's arm when you're well, pitching I mean, year round. Yeah, uh, Bryce Harper played for the Potomac Nationals. Potomac, whatever it is. Potomac. The Potomac? Potomac. The Potomac. <laughs> Potomac. Potomac, you know. Potomac and cheese. So, uh, so, what was that river that Washington crossed? The Potomac. The Potomac. Yeah. What in the po- what in the Potomac? No. The Potomac. <laughs> Potomac. Oh my God! The Potomac. Isn't that where the uh, the mud comes from? The mud. For the balls. Potomac mud. I don't know. I don't know. 
What balls? MLB. Like, where they, they thought, get the mud from that riverbank, and that's what they mud them up with. It sounded like one river, and one river only. <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> no. There's n- Are you saying only for the MLB balls, or, or just baseballs in general? MLB. Okay. They mud them up. Like, you know that, right? What? No. What are you talking about? I thought that's, it was just a ball of they, string in there. They mud the balls up. You can only do it, like, for so long before the games. They mud them up, and that's what's supposed to give it the whatever kind of slickness it's, or grip it's supposed to have. So when they make the balls, they ship them to the st- – they, before they ship them out to wherever they're going, they take them to this one river and no, they mud like them up? No, you have to mud them up at the stadium or something. So they get, they get river mud shipped in from the Potomac. Something like that. It's something weird. I've, it's either the Potomac or, I've never heard or the Delaware River, something like that. I've never heard. Are I've, you are you belt checking? I'm trying to find this uh, <laughs> baseball river mud, <laughs> MLB uh, ball mud, or something like that. I've <laughs> never. I do. Hey, I've want, never you, heard this. You want some of my ball mud? <laughs> I've never heard this before, at all. This is this is a a conspiracy theory I've never heard of before, or urban legend. Excuse me. It looks like he's got something. He's reading. All right. <laughs> Why do you get the smile on your face? A multi-billion dollar business that embraces advanced technology and cherish- cherishes precision, Major League Baseball would prefer not to need an oozy substance harvested by one family in a secret location along the Delaware River. But for decades, it has, and that won't change anytime soon. So I they, can't believe you didn't know that they mudded up balls. No. But ain't, but ain't that, it's not the Potomac mud. I said, I did say Delaware. Yeah, you did I say I said Delaware. The, the Potomac or Delaware. I couldn't remember which one. I, I, I've never heard that before. Never. And you call yourself a baseball fan? That is so obscure, dude. Like, I mean. Wh- Wh- all right, so. When you, did you hear about that? People, they talk about it. Oh, do they? Yeah, you gotta listen to the broadcasters, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, are you even watching the games? What are you doing? Apparently, I must not be. So, the thing like that blows my mind is because you know about all the spider attack and shit, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's like, like to get grip on the ball because like three seasons ago they were talking, talking about, about like, you're talking about the the, the okay, wait a minute. hold what, on. What are hold you on. talking about? You got people out here with fucking Peter Parker grip? No, what's, hold what's, on, hold on. Happening? You're talking about you're talking about the spider attack stuff. I'm uh, using this to explain this to you. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so the mud is supposed to give it some kind of grip. But if you remember like a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. they they said the ball changed the first time and none of the pitchers could get a grip on it. Right. Like the seams were just really down in there. Right. That's when the spider attack, I think, really became more talked about. But then a lot of guys were playing overseas and said those balls have like a natural, whatever material they use or something, have a natural like grip to it, a stick. Right. That you don't need spider tack. You don't need the Delaware mud. Okay. So I'm surprised, like, with all when all that was going on, because they brought up the mud and why they don't use the Japanese balls or whatever, or the Korean balls, whichever one it was. Like, why they wouldn't do that to give the pitchers what they wanted, so they don't have to use illegal substances. Why not? And since the mud doesn't fucking work, why not just raise the seams back up on the balls like they used to be? Why lower the seams almost to the point where it's 
Well, why it's not lower than lower than the actual skin of the ball? So they got that, but why not also do what Japan's doing? If the ball has a, a natural tack to it, and that's what the pitchers want, why not? It's an offensive-driven league. They don't want shutouts. They want you know home runs. Yeah, but you also want pitchers who can strike out. No, but majority of majority of what people have been like players have been saying. It's more for control, so they're not the ball's not getting away from them. So you're not plunking guys on accident. I get that too. Baseball's and not like batters have come out saying, "I would rather them be able to throw it where they want to throw it than it getting away and hitting me." Uh, I totally agree. I mean, I get it. I'm just saying, Major League Baseball is not going to agree with that because. But if you want to make the game better, make the game better. Don't pick and choose. Well, of course. Well, I mean, so I throw this option at you. So. They have the option to make the balls better so pitchers can actually have a little bit more control and not be plunking people. But instead, they put goal lines behind second base. That's only in one Florida minor league right now. That has, it hasn't made it out of there They yet. got the triangle offense going on in the freaking... That's just weird, man. ...behind second base. I mean... I mean, if, like, if they're really going to do that, like you just can't have a guy... Just say you got to have two guys on either side of second base... Before the before the throw, before the pitch, or they could just go back to the way it used to be. You just played standard defense, and you, like you had, they would move over for a double play. You know, if there's a guy on base and stuff like that. Like I, I didn't grow up watching baseball with the shift. All right, that that shit was not when I was a kid and then I was a teenager. Baseball teams did not implement the shift. They they played straight up or they played a double bit play depth or whatever. I never saw the shift, but that started probably in the 2000s. Yeah, I don't know when the shift really started, but I, don't, I mean. I've always wondered why they haven't shifted outfielders. I wonder they how, do. Like, I'm talking about, like, <laughs> so if you have, you know how you have, like, uh, four infielders mm-hmm. on one side of the, uh, or three infielders on one side of the, of the diamond? Just shift all three of your outfielders over to like so if it's a left-handed hitter, left-handed pull hitter, shift them all over this way. They've Sorry. done it. They've done it to uh, to Joey Gallo. Really? Where they they've had three infielders. They move a, a fourth outfielder out there. There's a guy that your third baseman's kind of like in between third and second. There's a lonely left fielder out there, and then there's three guys from like center to right. <laughs> I just uh, I don't get it, man. That's the way they do. They, they like do. I mean, yeah, I've definitely seen outfield shifts where like it's leaned more towards like left center over for like left-handed guys. Like no one really down the left field line or something. Right. Uh, but I mean, having a fourth outfielder, you just saw that the other night. Yeah, blew my mind, dude. I'd never, I, I honestly hadn't seen that in the major leagues besides in like. Now, I have seen it in a playoff game mm-hmm. where they would move, like, the shortstop out there, but he was, like, at little league depth, not really, you know, in the way in the outfield, mm-hmm. you know, like the way they had it set up with you guys. Yeah. But, I mean, I definitely had seen the shortstop go out in the outfield and it'd be, like, boom, 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 and then one person, like, kind of, like, patrolling the, the area right behind the bag. So... There's know. only perfect conditions for this for these muddy banks that goes on for a mile on that stretch of river. 
We're at what state is this in? Uh, New Jersey. So this, New Jersey. It goes back to in the 1930s. Uh, Philadelphia Athletics third base coach uh, Lena Blackburn found the answer. He rubbed a baseball with mud found near his childhood home in Palmyra, New Jersey. Uh, special mud, smooth, almost creamy, and gloppy without being especially gooey. It's a geological thing. Uh, Bentliff. This is guy. This is the family guy that's in the family has been doing this for generations, supplying the special mud. Uh, Bentliff says there's a high clay content in the soil, an oddity for the area, plus brackish water from the tributary, uh, mixing with cedar water dropping from nearby trees. Perfect conditions exist for only about a mile. So the tackiness comes from the cedar. So I'm pretty plus, the cl- plus the clay. clay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure what you got going on. How does on. he still have enough mud? It's only a mile stretch. How does he still have enough mud? But as the as the r- river pushes, but all right, so dirt and whatnot coming down, yeah. sediment will keep replacing itself underneath yeah. the water. Here's the thing, though. Think about how many baseballs are used in one game. It's true. Are they don't use them again? I don't know. I'm asking. No. No, like after look, after one game. Like, no, so if a ball is fouled off, now they might. I don't know what they do with the balls that are hitting the ground now. They actually might refurbish those. I'm not sure because it's like if, if it touches re- if it touches the dirt on a pitch, they throw it out. They throw it out. Okay, so if they refurbish it, that means they got to dip it again. Pretty much, probably. So, but the amount of balls that are used, like fouled off bombs, whatever, gone. Yeah, I mean. All this, all this mud, for what? Eighty years, ninety years. Uh, On this, it goes this, back to like the 20s. this guy's one mile stretch private riverbank. The erosion alone, dude. <laughs> you know how much mud he has to harvest for thirty major league teams to be able to mud their balls. Well, this goes back to Ray Chapman, the Cleveland Indian shortstop that was killed by a pitch to the head in nineteen twenty. Yeah, that's why they also so, implemented helmets. Starting somewhere back in 1920 to 1930, when uh, Blackbird found this special mud. Let him use spider tack. This shit's stupid. So, there's another reason why... This guy's got fucking dirt on somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, another reason why, if you think about it, so back then... This has got to be some... uh, Italian conspiracy. Well, this this guy's name is Bentfield or whatever, but I don't know how Python that is, but... So back then, I don't think it is, man. Yeah. So back then, they didn't. Maybe actually he's a day use, walker. He's a what? A day, a day walker. walker. <laughs> back you know, then, they didn't, without the name, they didn't throw the balls out. So they would go into a game and say that let's say they have like a, a box of balls, like so back. Let's just say ten. Okay. Right. They would reuse the same ten balls the whole entire game. So some of these balls were had been scuffed by the pitchers, had been fouled off 15 million times by different batters. Just got dings and dings and, yeah, and so by the time the eighth or ninth inning comes rolling around, some of these balls are so misshapen and you know just jacked up, you didn't know what direction. The pitcher didn't even know what direction this ball was going. Right. They would throw it thinking you know they're throwing a fastball, and instead of it going straight, 
it's like they it's throw it, it's just curve. doing this number, and you didn't know which way it was going. And when that guy got hit in the head and killed, that's what happened. Um, also, the balls start off white. They would keep reusing these balls, and by the time the eighth or ninth inning came around, these balls were black. Yeah, so, I'd like to see what would happen if they would have reused that ball that Stanton hit in the All Star oh game. My God, is that the one that split? No, he, he just put a fucking dent. In yeah, it. that ball. Like, I, they I got felt a, sorry for they that got ball. A, they got a shot of like the contact, like bat to ball. The ball was starting to wrap around. Yeah, the barrel of the bat. Like that's good wood. It was in there. Yeah, that's good wood. Sweet spot for sure. But that's kind of what happened, you know, and that's when they implemented. Okay, we got to do something because if not, people are gonna we're gonna have people getting killed. So that's when they started implementing helmets. They st- well, helmets probably were a few years away. They still did. I don't think they implemented helmets until like the 1950s, uh, maybe the 60s. I think it was the 50s. But definitely the changing of balls and anything else. You know, they would throw a ball out if it got fouled. You know, foul tipped at the plate. Or if the ball got scuffed in any way, they would start throwing those balls out. So that's what it takes. Usually that's what it takes for, for you know, innovation for things to happen is you have to have something extreme. And in this case, somebody died. So, I mean, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, then it took By Stanton getting hit in the face. So from and the 1950. Yeah. Which is something I've never understood why they didn't implement in the first place. Because the, the little guard. leagues, yeah, little leaguers have been implementing it for years. Yeah, and I've never understood why they didn't. And you know, Stanton got it, and then Jason Hayward got it, and you know, that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like you have to have that that face shield in some way to protect these dudes' faces, because you have. Like, Stanton's was so cool when he came back because it was just like that wire guard. Yeah, but it was like. I think the way the wire was done in it, it was like a big G. <laughs> I would straight up just come to the plate with the freaking like defensive face mask on or something, dude. Just have like, like a catcher. Just have like the the no like look like a defensive tackle almost. Oh, like I'd have the little the little cutout so I could see the ball, but the rest just like face mask, dude. Oh man, they're trying to be like Earnhardt, man. You got to be able to feel the breeze. You got to know where that ball's at. Oh. No, I can't do that. I think his anniversary of his death is coming up. I think I just watched something about it. Or he might have just passed. Dale? Yeah. I don't know, man. He might have just passed or something like that. I saw, somebody saw it. I think they were doing like a... Um, I think they're going to do like an ESPN 30 for 30 about him. I was reading something uh, about uh, celebrities' um, graves that are like impossible to get to. And like Dale Earnhardt's is like in the top five. Really? Yeah, because it's on family land. Oh, okay. And um, I think it's like behind his wife's house or something like that. And they've got like a ten feet, ten foot wall, like around the whole entire property, and it's gated and everything. So it's like almost impossible. Kind of fucking fortress. Basically, like his birthday or date of death. Date of death. It's uh, February eighteenth. Okay. I know. His birthday. It's uh, April twenty ninth. Nineteen ninety two. Yep. Right on the streets. Where were you? The Intimidator was born. Did you say 1992? It's a blind. Yeah. Oh. April 29th, 1992. Okay. I had that shirt. I don't know where it went. There was a ride on the streets. Tell me, where were you? I know where I was. You were sitting home watching your TV? I was. While everyone else was participating in some anarchy? Uh, so, 
everybody else, you mean everybody in L.A.? <laughs> and everywhere else in the country was not. <laughs> and it wasn't even just L.A. It was, like, Compton. <laughs> so, we, uh... Or were you... Oh, were I saw you, it, man. I were you know. over on uh, Compton Not Fallman? No. I don't know. Mm. I, I literally was watching... I think I was watching a, um, a baseball game. You ever been started. to Compton Off Allman? No. Oh. I have. Where's it at? Compton Off Allman? That's off 17. Hmm. 17A. I don't think I've ever been there. Back in the Wynwood. Oh, I have been there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I have been there. Compton Off Allman, man. I, I have, I've been there. Yeah. Back in the Wynwood. You said to name the neighborhood, man. It's like we were just trying to see if you'd pick up on it. No, and obviously I, you did not. I did not. No, it was, it was in the woods of wind. The woods of wind. I am looking. All right, so I know Fez is probably not. I know you are. I'm looking forward to this new Lord of the Rings show. I forgot about it until you said something. Yeah, it starts uh, next. I think next week. I'll probably watch it. Uh, I'm not for nor against. I thought you Blueprint. were a Lord of the Rings guy. I know it because I have a wife who enjoys it. So I'm uh about Game of Thrones. I've only seen some of it. Okay. So you're about to do that one too. New show for that. That one I could definitely not care about. Right. I don't know. That, Andor's I'll, coming. I just don't know how I'm going to I'm looking forward to that. I just don't know how I'm going to feel are? about that. What? I, uh, Give me Star Wars shit, man. This is this is what this is what Disney's supposed to be doing. All right, they're so making all these these Marvel things. You bought up Lucas Films. Give me more Star Wars shit. They're they're in the process of it. There's going to be a Soka. I know, but there's so many fucking Marvel things. Give us Star Wars shit. I'm wondering now. More is there? I mean, is there, more. Is there is, is, <laughs> it's, it's not that Disney has anything to do with the Marvel stuff. Like Marvel's already they got their studios. Like they're working on shit. And they're like Disney. Put this on your fucking app and allow our people to watch it. I know. I think Marvel Marvel is owned by Disney. Yeah, I know, yeah. but they have their own shit that's going on. So it's up to Lucasfilms and their department of Star Wars in well, here's Disney the thing, man, to is, make shit happen. Yeah, Marvel had their thing started, but when Disney bought it, it was like they dumped Disney money into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. A shit ton. So that's all I'm saying. I've always give, like, give some of your money to Star Wars. They're giving them fucking parts in the theme park and shit. There's no Marvel theme park as it should be. <laughs> Which actually, you can go to Universal Studios and they still have Marvel shit in there. I'm surprised it's been yanked out. Well, doesn't Disney own Universal Studios? Well, what no. what Marvel stuff? Uh, they've got the Hulk ride. They've got a whole comic section that's got like. All the fucking X Men, Spider Man, uh, Spider Man. All right, like so all kinds of shit. But the thing with that is, is that was back then. Well, even then, like now, like they don't. Disney doesn't have. It's either Disney or like the Marvel Studios doesn't have sole ownership of like X Men, yeah, Spider Man. Like it's not their property right now. Well, I think they have X Men now because they put X Men on Disney. Yeah. So I think they have X Men oh. now, but they're still. So I think the like the intellectual well, they do the, the have properties. That, they do have that agreement with like Sony or whatever. Yeah. So I think what you're basically what you're saying is like the stuff that was made like even though it's Universal Studios, it's a theme park and everything, 
like they I guess they have a contract with them, so I guess the contract has probably not expired. Right. Well how long ago was it you went down there? A year ago? A year and a half ago. So I'm pretty sure it's like, you know, they they probably it hasn't expired yet because it took forever for Disney to get the original X Men movies and then the X Men T V you know, I mean cartoon series. We watched Logan on there the other night. Yeah, so it's like it's Deadpool's a, finally on there. We'll watch De- Deadpool too. Oh, as Deadpool's well. finally on Disney. Yeah, I think it's for like a limited time because he was saying there's like commercials for the Deadpool, Deadpool two, and Logan being on there. He's like, go ahead and watch it now before it's taken off. Well, I think probably the reason why they're going to take it off is because it doesn't really fit the whole Disney. Well, yeah, but I mean, it can go into the Marvel section. I mean, they've got Discovery of. Animals eating animals. That doesn't really fit. That's true. Is it oh. Discovery or National Geographic? I think it's National Geographic. Yeah, Nat Geo. Old Nat Geo. I just know that... I don't know, man. Like, I, I love Star Wars. I'll never not love Star Wars, but, like... They... They've lost a lot of fans because of the way the movies turned out, the you know, the the last trilogy. And, you know The only one that was bad was the last one. And that's because they brought fucking David Palpatine back. See, I didn't really think the last one was that bad, even even with David Palpatine being back, which I didn't like, but I didn't really think the last movie was that bad. I I thought it was pretty decent. The one that like it yeah. seems like the general consensus that people don't like, the second one. Yeah. That's the one I like. I didn't really care for the first one. I could I could live without it. It doesn't really bother me. But for that matter, I didn't really care for the Phantom Menace. And probably because Jar Jar and because they made Yoda look stupid. And They made him look stupid. Yeah, I think because so, they CGI'd him instead of well, no, he, they didn't CGI him until the second movie. Now, oh. if you go back and you look at the original, now I think he actually might be CGI'd now, but in the original Phantom Menace, he was definitely a puppet, and he just it, it he looked weird. He I, was I, younger. He just he just looked weird. They need to like they need to go ahead and do something with Mace Windu because everybody's talking about they everybody wants him back. They need to do it before you know SLJ gets too damn old where he can't freaking you know reprise the character. Well, maybe by the time he shows back up, he is supposed to be very old. I have part of part of me feels like he's going to be like half robotic almost after getting his arm torn the hell off and then getting you know, shot out a window. That's my thing. How does he live through that? What do you mean? How does he live through that? Dude, how how far did how far did he fall? We don't know. That's the thing. Like, did you, there could have been look out the window. One of those flying cars could have went by. He could have landed right in that. That's true. Yep. That's true. Obi Wan could have been driving by. Obi Wan was on uh, a different planet. Some other Jedi could have been driving by. <laughs> yeah, fucking ten forehead could have been out there. Who? The guy with ten hands of a forehead. Ten hands and a forehead. All right. yeah, somebody, I don't remember his name. The little old dude, but his head was like really tall. The only guy that was allowed to uh, speak. No, there's other ones that spoke. <laughs> but the only guy that was allowed to uh, have interactions with women because he had a dying race. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He didn't have ten hands. 
not ten hands, it's forehead. Like if you oh, put yeah. your hand on your forehead, yeah, gotcha. there's four fingers. You can put ten hands stacked on top of yeah. each other for that man's forehead. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I forgot about him. He was the only one that was allowed to have, uh, you know, but, relations. Relations. Yeah. But how come nobody Sex. ever talks about uh, <laughs> Yoda relations? So that way. His species could keep going. Hey, him and Yaddle were definitely getting it on. Yodette. Yeah, Yaddle was a dude. But yo, I thought Yaddle was the chick. No, Yaddle was the other guy Yoda that we see in. I thought that like, was Phantom Menace. I, th- or whatever. I thought that was Yaddle. Yaddle was the the female. Yaddle Yoda. had a fucking beard, dude. I'm pretty sure Yaddle is. Yaddle the had a brown beard with like Obi Wan hair. Balk, look it up. I'm pretty sure Yaddle was the female Yoda that was on the council. Wasn't, wasn't like the other... Wasn't Yaddle the one that had like a full head of hair? That looked like they just took Obi-Wan's hair and put it on him? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure it's not Yoda. He just said it was Yodette. It is not Yodette. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you it is not Yodette. Why not? That's a dumb fucking name, dude. Like Yodette. Oh, but Yaddle, that's that's cool. <laughs> Yaddle's not a dumb name. What was Chewie's son's name? What? What was his dumbass name? <laughs> so stupid like Sparky or something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that one. Is, yeah. That, that's Yaddle. Yes, that's a female. That's a dude. That is a one. That's a female. You said he had a beard. This dude, she's got a mullet. Yeah, he just got fucking Obi-Wan's hair. <laughs> they took Obi-Wan's wig and put it on Yoda and said, all right, let's go. Dude, Yaddle is a, is a female Yoda. Does it say if, if it's Yaddle? Man, woman? Doesn't say? Doesn't specify? The Mandalorian takes place between Return of the Jedi... What does the, the Mandalorian For- have to do with Yaddle, dude? <laughs> ...and The Force Awakens? The timeline is clear... Yoda is the illicit love child of Yoda and Yaddle. Told you. I don't know how that makes sense. Who is the love child? Yoda is the illicit love child of Yoda and Yaddle. No, you must be in Grogu. It says Yoda is the illicit love child of Yoda and Yaddle. I think they just... So, wait. So, Yoda is a girl's name and Yaddle is Yoda's dad? No, unless Yoda is a junior. Yoda's he, named after his mom, Yoda. No. Yoda, Yoda. No. That, where did you it's just like read Mario, that? It's like Mario, Yoda, Yoda. Where did you just read that? Yeah, Yoda, Yoda, like Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's Yoda's son. <laughs> Yoda, Yoda, son. Yoda, Yoda, son. Where did you just read that? If you type it in Google, if you type in Yoda on Google, then you'll get it. All right, so we're going to ask... Was Yoda and you know Yaddle a couple? Yoda, Yoda and Yodet. Go to CNET. Yoda, Yodet, Yaddle. It's the whole family. And you know what? I'm 100% sure that Yodet, Yoda, and Yaddle would like to say, fuck you, Danny. Baby Yoda is actually a fungus. Fuck you, Danny. 